Hey, welcome to Lycan Scripture, for your soul's profit and learning. The purpose of Scripture is to persuade people to believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord their Redeemer, consistently act in harmony with that belief, and feel God's influence in their lives. Lycan Scripture encourages these outcomes. It does not discuss every verse, but promotes the practical application of Scripture by looking at possible life integrations. Even if the verses we review are not the same as you would have chosen, modeling this practice may give you additional perspective and food for thought as you strive to emulate the Savior and liken Scriptures relevant to you in your own life. Today's episode is considering 1 Nephi chapter 6 and chapter 7. Chapter 6, very short, but a couple of verses that did strike me. For the fullness of mine intent is that I may persuade men to come unto the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and be saved. So obviously that verse describes the intent of this podcast. But the verse strikes me more because I would like it to be the intent of my life. That both my words and my actions will persuade all people to come unto God and be saved. I believe in God. I believe that he has a plan for each and every person on the earth. I believe that through the atonement of Jesus Christ, everybody can be saved. But I believe that the can is important in that description. Not everybody will be saved, although God would like to save everyone. But as Jesus points out in his ministry on the earth, there are certain things that we must do to make the atonement effective in our lives. He describes that, for example, to Nicodemus when he comes to ask a question. He describes it to the young rich man who we discussed in the very first episode of this podcast and indicates that he also must do some things in order to get the full benefit of the atonement. But I hope that all people will be persuaded to come unto God and be saved. The next verse is also one that I want to apply in a similar manner. Wherefore, I shall give commandment unto my seed, that they shall not occupy these plates with things which are not of worth unto the children of men. 1 Nephi chapter 6, verses 4 and 6. So obviously, Nephi is talking about writing things which are pleasing unto God. Uh, The preceding verse, Wherefore, the things which are pleasing unto the world I do not write, but the things which are pleasing unto God and unto those who are not of the world. But verse 6 in particular, I I could apply it to, for example, my journal, that I should not occupy my writings with things that are not of worth unto my posterity. But it struck me a little differently. I would like to apply that verse in my life and liken it to myself in terms of the story I'm writing with my actions and with my spoken words rather than my written words. So I would like to adjust the way that I do things, so that I spend less time occupied with things which are not of worth unto me. In particular, not of eternal worth, but also just straight up not of worth. 
things like an excessive amount of watching movies or television, maybe an excessive amount of gaming, maybe an excessive emphasis on sport or other kinds of entertainment. So I would like to liken that to myself in a practical sense. I should spend less time occupied with things that are not actually of worth. Right, on to chapter 7. And before I started reading, the thought crossed my mind. I wonder if 1 Nephi 7 verse 3 has the same kind of impact as 1 Nephi 3 verse 7. I checked, and this time, for me and my reading, it didn't. And having read the verse, I'd be surprised if it ever does. But situations change, and it may at some stage in the future. One of the ones that did strike me was this one. Now behold, I say unto you, that if ye will return unto Jerusalem, ye shall also perish with them. And now, if ye have choice, go up to the land, and remember the words which I speak unto you, that if ye go, ye will also perish. For thus the Spirit of the Lord constraineth me, that I should speak. First Nephi chapter 7 verse 15 So perhaps in a fit of frustration, Nephi kind of places a challenge before others. If you have a choice, go up to the land. Go ahead. They keep wanting to return to, to Jerusalem, even though they're being constantly told that going to Jerusalem is detrimental to their long-term future. But Nephi just says, go ahead, go. It reminds me a little bit of an experience that I had a long time ago when I was serving as a missionary. It was around Christmas time and uh, we were knocking on doors, spreading the Christmas message. And I was fortunate that it didn't happen often, but it did happen in this particular instance that the gentleman who came to the door was quite irate. He was quite rude and belligerent and told us in no uncertain terms that he did not appreciate us coming to his door and that he would prefer for us to leave as quickly as possible. I was a little irate a little frustrated with that reaction. And so I kind of sarcastically said, and you have a Merry Christmas too. Somehow in the distance that we had already covered away from the door, my sarcasm was lost. And the gentleman just heard me wish him a Merry Christmas. And he changed a little. He had been in the process of closing the door, potentially forcefully, but he stopped his action and poked his head back out and said, Yeah, guys, you have a Merry Christmas as well, in a much friendlier tone than he had been expressing previously. In this particular case, in in this example in verse 15, Nephi gives the same kind of frustrated response. Now, if you have a choice, go up to the land and remember the words which I speak unto you, that if you go, you will also perish. And we know, the verse doesn't tell us, but we know that they choose not to go. And it seems to be a little bit the formula for these particular brothers. They're never fully committed to the Lord, but they're also never really fully committed against. You know, they plot to kill Lehi and Nephi, but they never actually do. They plot to return to Jerusalem permanently, and they never actually do. It reminds me of a couple of verses, one in the Old Testament, 
First uh, Kings eighteen twenty one, when Elijah is having his showdown with the priests of Baal. But essentially, Elijah is having a showdown with people who don't want to follow the Lord. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. I've been in that situation time to time. I've been at church thinking about the beach. I've done some calling or other grumpy and wishing I didn't have to do it. So not fully committed one way, but also not fully committed the other way. Not Revelations chapter 3, 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Excellent example is Saul, who later became known as Paul the Apostle. Saul was never lukewarm. When we first get introduced to him, he is all in fighting against the saints fighting against the followers of Jesus Christ, completely committed, traveling from one place to the next, trying to put down this new religion. And the Lord actually appreciates him. This is a guy I can use. He just doesn't have the right perspective yet. But he has the drive and the commitment to what he believes in. The Lord approaches Saul, suggests that he's on the wrong path, and Saul changes and doesn't change. Right? If we use the example we've been using, we could say he was running cold, now he's running hot. He completely switches his belief, but he doesn't really switch his actions. Previously, he was full-on working against the Church of Jesus Christ. Then he starts full-on working for the Church of Jesus Christ and spends the rest of his life doing that. From that verse 15, I wonder if I'm too often like Laman and Lemuel, never fully committed. If so, I need to make some changes. Right, the final couple of verses. But it came to pass that I prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, according to my faith which is in thee, wilt thou deliver me from the hands of my brethren? Yea, Even give me strength, that I may burst these bands with which I am bound. And it came to pass, that when I had said these words, Behold, the bands were loosed from off my hands and feet, and I stood before my brethren, and I spake unto them again. 1 Nephi 7, 17 and 18 These struck me for maybe a different reason than direct application, although I can find application in in it. I can find things to liken. Nephi is very specific in asking the Lord for strength that he may burst the bands with which he is bound. The following verse says that after he had asked the Lord, behold, the bands were loosed from off my hands and feet. Now it strikes me, and maybe I'm misinterpreting, but it strikes me that he asks for strength to burst the bands, but he does not indicate in the next verse that he received strength to burst his bands. He may have, 
But the bands were loosed from off my hands and feet. Makes me feel that maybe the Lord answered Nephi's request in a different way than Nephi had specified. Obviously, the end result was the same. Nephi was loose. But the bands were loosed from off my hands and my feet. Could be the, the Lord directly just made them drop off. It could be that the bands were loosed by another member of the party who had either a changed heart or had never been in favor of doing what they were doing anyway. And it could still be that he received specifically the strength and that he did burst the bands. I find it interesting and by way of application, I need to be aware that I may have a particular way that I would like the Lord to do things. And sometimes I might be too focused on the particular way rather than on the end result. Because it doesn't really matter whether I receive the strength to burst the bands, whether the Lord somehow just loosens the bands, or whether the Lord uses or sends someone else to loosen the bands. My intent, my my initial request was to be freed. The end result was freedom. But I could then be grumpy and say, hey, Lord, I asked for strength to burst the bands. This is not what I asked for. Or I may even be so stubborn that when the Lord sends someone to loosen my bands, I may say, no, 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 it's all right. The Lord is going to give me the strength to do it. And I may overlook that the Lord is answering my prayer in a way that's different from the way I expected, but would give the same end result. But when I turn down the assistance being offered, because I expect it to become in a particular way, and this is not the way I expected, I may stay bound for a long period of time. We sincerely hope this podcast provides you both benefit and enjoyment. Remember, it is the application of Scripture currently relevant to you and the focus on Jesus Christ in your own life that are important and that we are trying to encourage. If you have had success with likening Scripture, we'd love to hear the details, including the specific verses, what impressed you, and or how you applied it. Let us know also whether you would be happy for us to share your experience with others. You can share your experience in the comments or use the email in the description. We look forward to catching up with you again next time. Until then, may God bless you in your righteous endeavors.